welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life and all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? door has cut the feed corn and now they are spreading a thick layer of manure over the fields. The squirrels are planting black walnuts. The chipmunks and blue jays are hiding away acorns. The black walnut and Norway maple have started to drop their leaves to protect and feed the soil for the winter. The transition of seasons is fully underway. For the past few days, I've been hearing the word nest. I found a nest on the ground. I encouraged a client to build a nest for herself in her home to aid her healing. I spoke with my sister-in-law about her new baby and building a nest for the fourth trimester postpartum period. I've been watching the squirrels stuff their nests with oak leaves and maple leaves. This is the time to ready the den, to ready the nest, to make sure the hives are filled with honey, and to fill the root cellar and the larder. This morning, it started to occur to me that this act of nesting leading into winter is a reflection of the PMS period of the women's hormone cycle. And also a reflection of the gestation period of an egg waiting to hatch. But we are gestating through the winter months here in the Northern Hemisphere We're gestating in the dreaming of winter so that we can be reborn when the sap flows again. And just as the egg has the yolk to feed the reptile or the bird that's growing within or the fish, (laughs) the larder full, the pantry full, the root cellar is the yolk that will feed us through the sheltering time, through the nesting time. So the women's menstrual cycle has been likened to the full seasons of a solar year in a lunar month. 
And so spring is that first week after our bleed has ended. Summer is our ovulation period. Autumn is the week before our bleed and winter is the bleeding time. So that every bleeding person experiences the full solar year every lunar month. And during the bleeding time, during the winter months, during the dreaming time, during the new moon time, this is the time of quiet, of insulation, of dreaming, of tender care for ourselves, of reflection of the year before and dreaming for the year ahead, a reflection of the month before and dreaming for the month ahead. And in autumn, we get a burst of energy to make sure we have what we need for the dreaming time. And that burst of energy is that nesting period. We get it before we bleed. We get it before we have a baby in childbirth. There's this burst of energy. Kids get it to go back to school before the winter comes. There's this this bursting forth of energy, this nesting. We want to go through our closets. We want to straighten up our living space. We want to make sure we have the provisions that we need. This is the natural rhythm of a mammalian life. Some of us are really, really disconnected from the natural rhythms because our current lives don't require us to be aligned with the natural rhythms, the lunar rhythms, the solar rhythms, the seasonal rhythms of a life. But if we start to dial back in and pay attention, we can see how these rhythms impact us. If our winter as bleeding people is not honored, if we are unable to dream and to tenderly care for ourselves, the whole cycle becomes distressed. We don't have the energy we need for the solar peak time, for the ovulation time. And then we can have symptoms at ovulation or we can fail to ovulate. The pain we get at ovulation is called middle schmerz. And if ovulation has not gone well and our creativity hasn't been born with the full moon, then when it's time to bleed again, when that, that energy for nesting comes in autumn, but we're depleted, that energy turns to rage and resentment because the bleeding time, the winter time of our cycle has not been honored. And so the power within us that protects these sacred cycles becomes a dragon, becomes a fierce guardian. When that energy is better spent planning, preparing, nesting, harvesting, 
whenever fall comes, there's a nesting energy that comes for us. And if we have not tended ourselves well, that nesting energy is either not present or it's present as resentment and bitterness and dread. It can also be despair, depression. And if we don't rest well in the winter, the bursting forth in the spring does not feel like excitement and energy and hope. It comes from depletion. And so it's because I'm in the Northern Hemisphere, I am in that nesting period right now. And I'm finding myself wanting to feather my nest, to have warm, fussy blankets around, to have a lot of starches <laughs> in the pantry and root vegetables and squash. We just finished cleaning out our closets and donating a lot of clothing and toys and books to local organizations. We want to tie up loose ends. We want to make ourselves light and ready for the winter that comes, but also well provisioned. It's a time to take stock of what we have and be honest about what we need and what's just clutter. And if we find ourselves in a place of despair or resentment, what is out of balance that prevents that vital force from coming to our aid in a way that is helpful for our lives? that is clearing out and stocking up and protecting and nurturing. If there were a squirrel who was too tired, too angry, too resentful to put away walnuts and to put leaves in their nest, they wouldn't survive the winter. Or they would survive the winter by robbing others out of their anger and resentment. Or in the best possible scenario, they survived the winter from help by others in their community who had more energy and more resources. I do not believe that the way humans are on earth today is the way that we are designed to be on earth. I don't believe that the choices we've made are the choices we have to make. I don't believe that the way we live is the way we have to live. I continue to hold hope that we can remember another way. That we can realign our will and our mind and our efforts with the truth of living in an animal body. that we can honor these seasons within ourselves and within one another. 
A client recently read my latest blog about choosing to be a reveling herbalist rather than the rebel herbalist. And she said she felt like she read that I had given up. And she realized she hadn't read that, but that her first reaction was, Aaron has given up. I haven't given up. But I have given up on the way we have been doing things. I've given up on capitalism. I've given up on Christianity and nationalism. I've given up on rugged individualism. I've given up on the American dream. I've given up on the education system as it exists and the healthcare system as it exists. I've given up on commercial agriculture. So in some ways I have given up, but I haven't given up hope. I haven't given up on our local farmers. I haven't given up on our doctors who work hard to understand the human body and the nuances of the human body inside a system that makes it hard to do that. I haven't given up on higher education. I haven't given up on deep spirituality rooted in experience. I haven't given up on the people of the United States, just the institution of the United States. So there's so much I still believe in and hope for. And there's so much that I've divested my support from. So that I can choose to turn toward these rhythms and these seasons and these experiences that remind me of ancient wisdom and truth, of what it truly means to be human in a way that honors all life and our place in life. I've grown so weary of artificiality, artificial lights, artificial temperature control, artificial food, artificial medicine, artificial belonging. And I think most of us have grown, grown tired of it and grown desperate in these artificial environments. And out of desperation and a lack of connection to ourselves and each other, we don't feel well in our bodies, in our minds, in our relationships. I had to pause the recording of this episode when my neighbors started screaming at each other outside behind our house. I hear of this everywhere. 
people outside just screaming at each other, neighbors fighting with neighbors. What we've been doing doesn't work. We have to try something else. Something more ancient that will give us the strength and the resilience and the belonging to birth something new. I don't believe we need to give up on our technology Technology is what makes humans viable on this planet. We could not exist without our technology. Not for long. And I believe we can use our technology in service of all life and in balance. But it will take our dreaming of something different to do that. And it will take our turning toward our animal bodies to create enough safety so that we can dream again. When our nest isn't warm, when it's not well feathered, when it's not secure, when we're not fed, we cannot dream well. Our dreams are just of what we need. People who are starving only dream of food. So how can we help each other feather our nests? How can we help each other dream? These are the things I'm thinking about as I'm feathering my nest this fall. As a bleeding person, for the past several months, that has shifted to full moon bleeding for me where traditionally we bleed on the new moon and ovulate on the full moon. And it is said that when our cycle shifts, it indicates our energy to serve. So in ancient times, when all the women were bleeding on their new moon cycle, the women who ovulate on the new moon would tend to the bleeding women. And so my body signals to me that I have energy to give. I have energy to tend. And with mindfulness and care, I can choose where to give that energy in a way that is life-giving. Not to commodify that energy and turn it into something to sell but to very intentionally use the energy of the healer or the helper to try to bring another world into being. And for me right now, that energy is going into dreaming. We're not even in the dreaming time officially yet. We're still in the nesting time. But I am so eager to dream, to dream of something different, something more, something more in alignment with what we are capable of on our best days. And to 
rescind my energy and belief in the structures we've built in our worst days. What is your lunar cycle telling you if you're a bleeding person? What does this solar cycle ask of you? Where are you in your animal rhythm as the seasons change? Do you have what you need? Are you being called to support others in their need? What do you think is possible as a human on our best day working together? What do you see nature around you doing right now? What is the ecosystem you are a part of calling for? What is the energy of the place where you are? And how are you working with that energy? How are you cooperating with what the land is asking for in yourself, in your own life, and in service to the land where you live? May your nest be well feathered. May your pantry be stocked. May your community be strong. And may your dreaming bring a new world. Thank you for joining me.